Welcome back to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I rewatch, review, and relive the magic of our childhood. This is episode 48, and I'm your host, Jeremy, and with me today is my older brother, Jonathan. Jonathan, welcome back. Quack, quack, everybody. Good to be back on the podcast. Boy, oh boy, do we have a show for you today. Have we got a show for you? <laughs> we are not covering the 2003 VeggieTales movie jonah although we should we will but i say we've got a staple and not only is it a staple it is a stapliest of staples Mm. and when i say stapliest i say it's probably a staplerier than a stapliest staple of our childhood this is pretty high up there this is very high up there. And when you were saying that, I was thinking like, have we ever gotten into like the quality of the staples itself? Like, is this like, you know, like titanium metal or is it just like, I don't know, aluminum? I, I don't really know what they even make staples out of, you know? I Probably aluminum. Whatever it is. I'm not sure. This steel? is high quality steel is what it is. Oh, man. But OK, so today it's my turn. But this is mainly your movie, um, although I did own it. This is one of those movies that uh, fell into the great movie trade of 2007. It did. It did. <laughs> was it 2007? You know, it was uh, around that time. I, it may okay. have been like 2008. Okay, let's say 2008. We need to have this because this was an incident. Somehow, it, this is the Louisiana purchase of our childhood. That's what this is. Because <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan grew up. Did not want his kids' movies because he was like, oh, I'm too old for this. So I'm just going to still let Jeremy own them, but I'll be able to watch them. So he traded me. What a sucker. You know, I got like it was probably pre 20 movies. It's probably like 2006 or seven. Yeah, I'm going to say 2007. OK, so, yeah, the Louisiana purchase. And I, I came out on top because this movie that we're covering today is called Sea Spot Run. And you might be thinking, what movie is this? What are you talking about? This isn't a movie of my childhood. Probably it's not. It's probably not. Because this is a very not popular movie. It gets slept on. It gets slept on. Although, uh, Logan, who was on the podcast a couple weeks ago, or maybe early, earlier this year, he was on the podcast for our Journey to the Center of the Earth episode. He, he came in as I was watching it, because he lives with us now. And... He was like, is that C-Spot Run? I was like, dude, how do you know what this is? Did we watch it together or something? It blew my mind. So, yeah. So, not a lot of people know about this movie. But nevertheless, this is probably a top tenner for us. Definitely. Um, this is definitely one that when we started the podcast, we're like, this is an important episode and we need to save it. Till we get a few episodes <laughs> under our belt before we do this one, because we just don't want to ruin it. Yeah, we wanted to make sure it was good. <laughs> oh man, this is—I—I cannot tell you the amount of times that I've seen this movie. It's a short ninety-minute movie, 
but it's so funny. This is probably one of the funniest movies of our childhood. I'd say, you know, I'm just going to come out and say this is the funniest kids movie ever made. I I, I 100% agree with and you. If no one, if you don't agree, you have to at least admit that it's in the conversation, okay? It's in the conversation. <laughs> yes, okay. Um, because this movie is so funny and has so much humor in this that <laughs> For PG movie, probably would not play today. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, okay. Bring this into account that this movie was made in 2001. So there's lots of unsavory kids humor in this movie. There's poop jokes. There's other jokes. <laughs> um, there, there, there's some good, good quotes. And I, this isn't, no, not only is this the funniest movie of our childhood, this is probably the most quotable. Like, this is more quotable than Nacho Libre. When we came up with the idea for inside quotes, I mean, C-Spot Run had to have been on the mind. <laughs> because in order to understand our conversations, you have to have seen C-Spot Run. I At least 10 times. So many quotes <laughs> that we say regularly. Dude, me too. Regularly. <laughs> um, and I noticed a lot of them were just the kid jake his lines and the way he delivers them yeah pretty much i mean he's a four-year-old and he's gonna say it funny but it's still hilarious but there there's so many quotes in this movie and you know i haven't run into that many people that have seen it but the ones that have are just like they know it's a special movie it's full it's full of poop jokes okay so it's gonna be it's definitely geared towards eight-year-old boys um, but that 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 was us at the time. I mean, and yeah. I unapologetically still love this movie. Farts are funny. Um, I don't care how rude it is. It's everyone's gonna laugh when we talk about crude humor in the movie. I mean, the the shining pinnacle of this movie is when he gets locked out of the apartment. Yes. Okay. So there, there's the two most rewatchable scenes. <laughs> rewindable. Rewindable. So rewindable <laughs> is a a term that we use. When the scene is so funny that we have to rewind it to get the same amount of laughter again. <laughs> we had to experience it multiple times yeah. because it was that funny. And that is a good time. There's a, there's a few of those movies that have rewindable scenes. But the two rewindable scenes in this movie is when he gets locked out. And like the three second clip of the zebra farting oh, yeah. flames out of the, <laughs> out of the trailer. <laughs> Which we'll get into that later. But first of all. Before we get into that, I have a random thought for this week. All right. Now, this one was this is one that I found on TikTok. It's not an original thought, but it made me think. Somebody just said that sharks have no idea, have no earthly clue that camels exist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> they have no idea. And it's like nobody cares about that statement until you think about it. <laughs> it's like sharks don't know that I mean, camels can know that sharks exist. If they're on the beach, they see a fin. They're like, oh, what, the, what is that? But sharks won't ever know. I mean, unless like there's like some boat that's like transporting a bunch of zoo animals. And, it, like, <laughs> and the camel falls and drowns. <laughs> oh, that's dark. The sharks, are they aware that there's a, such a thing as Shark Week? Um, Well, probably. They probably see all well, the they cameras. They probably call it Human Week because they're like, film crew, back at it again. Hey, There's, there's probably no sharks that have ever watched Shark Week, though. Gotta think about that. Probably probably not. 
Unless you get one of those waterproof crankable TVs. <laughs> well, I guess you can just put a phone in the water now. Everything's waterproof. Mark Rober will figure it out. We'll make a YouTube video about it and get 80 million views. Okay, I love Mark Rober and he deserves all the views he gets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's the most wholesome. He's better than Bill Nye the Science Guy. I- I'd agree. I'd agree. He's the Bill Nye the Science Guy of our generation. Or yeah. of this new generation. All right, John, do you have any random thoughts? Well, I thought I'd pick up the theme from last week of uh, random Facebook memories. Be- okay. Um, because I had another one, and I thought I'd share it on the podcast. <laughs> do you have any jokes that like you think is really funny that you came up with, but just you've told them to other people, and you just don't get quite the laugh that you're hoping for? Because I, I discovered one. Jonathan, every single day. <laughs> I discovered one in my <laughs> in my Facebook memories recently. Um, okay. And it's this joke that I came up with over 10 years ago and I just think it's hilarious, but I maybe it needs like some tweaking about like how I deliver the line. But here here's here's what it is. It says, "Next time you judge someone for having a unibrow, look in the mirror and realize that you have two." <laughs> Okay, that's pretty funny. I think it's funny. I've tried to tell people that joke. <laughs> like it never gets to laugh. <laughs> so I feel like that'd be good on TikTok now. <laughs> like th- that that's so Gen Z humor. Like <laughs> I, I think you were just ahead of your time. Probably. <laughs> that's I th- pretty funny. I think that joke was way better than last week's. Next time, just remember that you have two. <laughs> That's so good. Well, <laughs> uh, actually, Jonathan, last week you inspired me to go on a deep dive of my cringy Facebook history. And I found a good a good joke, too. Um, I guess it's not really a joke, but it's just a, a funny, funny saying that I put in quotes. Uh, I don't know if this is an original thought or not, because this was 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, quote, some days you're the dog. And some days, you're the hydrant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I got your bladder condition over here. <laughs> Which is perfect for this movie. I, I figured... Yeah, that's a good... That's a good I, I read it to you, and you're like, that's perfect. <laughs> Man, it, it got two likes. Mm. Let's see who liked it. Ah, me and my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Thanks, Amanda. <laughs> What is the point of us liking our own likes? You know, oh my goodness. Just, Why did we do that? You know, it's <laughs> early 2010s was a different 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 place. It it was truly the wild west. Yeah. Of the internet. We're the first ones. Oh man, I'm glad there's etiquette now. This is the type of stuff that our kids are going to roast us on. They're not going to look at our yearbooks in high school. They're going to look at our, our posts from Facebook in 2014. <laughs> Dude, I was a junior in high school, too. Like, what in the world? You know, I just, I guess we just had an overdeveloped sense of humor because of this movie that highly Uh, influenced it, you know? (laughs) Some days you're the dog, and some days you're the hydrant. I would not be surprised if that was not the tagline of this movie. Honestly, we need to check. That should have been on the poster. (laughs) Oh, no, the tagline is, the smart one isn't wearing any pants. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, I do remember that from the DVD case. I do remember that. Side note, one thing that irritated me about the the DVD case for this movie, it was like the it had like the Warner Brothers movies where like the paper yeah. or like the cardboard cases that had like, like a little snap clip, the snap clip on yeah. the side. Oh, I liked I liked it. It, it was kind of satisfying. It's satisfying, but then it's like we're very OCD about like our DVD cases like matching and yes. stuff like that. So it's yes, like when yes, one yes, sticks yes, out yes. and it's different than the others, it's like, mm. but it was worth it because this movie was so amazing. This movie sticks out on its own. Yeah. So even if it had a case, it just wouldn't feel right. But going back to what you were saying earlier, yes, this movie was included in the, the great trade of 2007. Yes. But was it a trade? I remember yes. it differently. Oh, was it from a birthday? I think it was a birthday. I just remember trading you all three of my, um, I I traded you all three, my whole trilogy of Indiana Jones. Yeah. For one season of Home Improvement. That was later. <laughs> that was later. Okay. That was um, later. Because that's what I was thinking. I think that one was like a year, year or so after in 2008. I remember giving you stuff for it. But I, I remember it was your birthday and I just thought like, I'm growing up. I got to get rid of my kids' movies. I should give these to him as a present. And then in my the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, well, I can still watch them because I'm giving them to him. Yeah. Dude, I remember that moment vividly. I was just in my room, probably playing with Legos. And you just open the door, walk in, drop this whole pile of DVDs on the floor. Yeah. And you're just like, happy birthday. I regret some of those big time. Dude, C-Spot Run? I worked honestly. I traded you back to get C Spot Run. Yeah, you did. I worked hard you to did. get that one back. I don't remember what I traded for it, but years later, I was like, ah, I regretted that. We didn't give a crap about money at all growing up. We <laughs> cared about the only reason we had money was so we can buy movies at Basically, Walmart the next yeah. week, and so we could get like a vanilla Coke and some graper melon yeah. and strappleberry gum mm, at the checkout good line. Good stuff. Cookies and cream chocolate bar. But yeah. Ooh. An Edwards single serve key lime pie for 89 cents. True. I know I know Daddy Daycare was in that list too, and I was like, oh, I shouldn't have gotten rid of that. Yes, it was. I shouldn't have gotten rid of that. I, I paid that forward too. I gave that one to my cousin for his birthday. Yeah. We just didn't pay for gifts. We just gave her <laughs> our movies we didn't want to people for <laughs> their birthdays. I got that one back because he didn't like that movie that much. So did he? Yeah. That's so. a shame. That's a good movie. Uh, we did we did buy gifts at Christmas time. Yeah, but, yeah, of course. And we have a few stories of those that we can save for some of our <laughs> Christmas movies. For the but, Christmas yeah, for season. now this this is the this is the pinnacle of the great trade, the great movie trade of 2007. We need to come up with a prestigious name for this because this was a very important pivotal moment in our life. It was. It was a core memory. <laughs> We had our own economy when it comes to DVDs. The good old days when we just walk in each other's room and just browse like we were shopping. Hmm, what can I what, what can I offer you today in order to get country bears? <laughs> just the ongoing Nothing, I'm never selling it. Just just the ongoing scheming of like how do I get that movie in my collection? Forget forget <laughs> trying to buy it for yourself. Like no, how do I get no. that copy? No, 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 because <laughs> we were gonna be roommates forever. We ended up getting duplicates, but I'm I'm glad we did for, for some. <laughs> Although I haven't really watched my movies in a long time, I don't think it was a good investment to be honest. 
now that streaming is here i'm just stuck with two shelves of 200 plus movies yeah but it's so it's a it's a showpiece you know for your room it really so just is go and look yeah. at it and in years years from now it's gonna be really retro yeah and cool hopefully <laughs> hopefully they won't turn into the vhs's that are worth nothing the thing with physical media is you've got all the bonus features and a lot yes. of streaming doesn't have that. Even if you buy it on digital, you know, maybe it comes with some deleted scenes, but there's always, there's always things that are on the DVDs that haven't transferred over to streaming. So, yeah. And most of them are movies that no one else has seen, but us. <laughs> I mean, yes, I do have copies of all the star Wars movies on DVD on Blu-ray and digital because I can't get rid of any of it, but there's certain yeah. things on the DVDs that aren't on the Blu-ray and there's certain things on the Blu-ray and the DVDs that aren't on streaming. So it's like, I can't get rid of this. I need my bonus features. And you wouldn't think that kids our age would have dived into the, the special features on DVD two disc special edition, but we did. I mean, the Shrek DVD paved the way to see how amazing <laughs> DVD menus could be. Dude, the menu, oh, the menu for Shrek, oh, so good, so good. But we would specifically spit at single disc editions. Oh, yeah. Like we would We would never buy, a. We, had, we only have two disc special editions because we appreciate the special features just as much as the movie. And yeah. that might bore people, but... We were little filmmakers. I mean, early on, it was almost a given. Every movie came out with like two discs. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all had bonus features. And then it was like the late 2000s. All of a sudden, it was just like, oh, here's a copy with just the movie on it. Or you can pay for the there special edition. There was multiple edition. editions, too. So there was like, here's the two-disc special edition full screen. Here's the single edition yeah, full screen. Yeah. Here's the special edition two-disc widescreen. Here's the regular widescreen. There's like four different movies for just one movie. Yeah. <laughs> now you can just be lucky to find one movie. And this was early enough. It was probably on VHS as well. And then they started doing digital downloads. So they did like DVD special, two disc special edition plus digital downloads or like special edition three set from Target. Yeah. Yeah. Because early on in the digital copies, they were even adding like a third disc for the digital copy like it wasn't a code yeah. you went and redeemed yeah you yeah, had to yeah. put in a third disc into the computer and then like it would bring up itunes and then it would like do you want to redeem this movie <laughs> that's whack that's a waste of a disc it really was <laughs> just put a code in there <laughs> um jeremy i wanted to ask you do you remember the first time you watched this movie or how we were introduced to this movie um i do i want to say uncle Weldon's. Nope. No. Nope. I don't I don't remember. This was a Blockbuster pick. Was this really? I remember we went to Blockbuster and it was one of those times where, you know, I think I, I wanna say it was we were with dad and I got to pick a movie and you got to pick a movie. And actually I even think we had like a coupon for like a free like a ninety nine cent rental. Like rent one, mm -hmm. get one for ninety nine cents. Do you remember those days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't actually remember how much it was to rent a movie full price. Like, I don't actually know. I just remember they would be like the kids movies you could rent for 99 cents sometimes. Or if you like, yeah. they would have a deal sometimes. But I remember looking around and not really finding anything that really caught my eye. 
until I saw that C-Spot Run was there. And I had remembered that our good friend Paul, friend of the podcast, had seen the movie and like said it was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And I didn't know anything about it. All I knew was like, oh, he said he saw it and it was pretty funny. So there goes our weekly Paul reference. Yep. Yep. Check that one (laughs) off the list. Um, And the thing is, like, even after I got it based on his recommendation, I don't think I've ever talked to him about that movie. (laughs) But I just remember it was just, you know, I didn't know anything about it. I don't remember seeing a trailer. It was just like, oh, I heard it was funny. So I checked out this one. Yeah. So I got this. We got this from Blockbuster and we watched it. And needless to say, our lives were changed forever. (laughs) And I think there's uh, a couple reasons why this movie resonated with me. First of all, it's about a mailman and his like hatred of dogs, which our dad is a mailman. And then also... I was terrified of dogs. We were terrified of dogs growing up. We, we've mentioned it before, but like <laughs> we didn't have any pets. So maybe that contributed to it. So we just were not comfortable around it. So I definitely have yeah. like stories of being chased by dogs and that sort of thing. <laughs> and then also our dad was a mailman. So when we saw this movie, we just like thought it was kind of funny of like, is this what our dad does? Like he fighting off the dogs all day? Like, <laughs> does he really have a soap? <laughs> squirting water gun (laughs) does dad listen to george clinton on his route (laughs) bow wow wow yippee yo yippee bow wow yippee yo yippee i don't that song was in every kid's movie of the 2000s but this is the one we remember it from yeah (laughs) i mean and this movie has some great great songs in it some classic songs of our childhood i remember after seeing this movie asking dad like had had he ever like had any encounters with dogs like that. And I remember him telling me, telling me one time he did get chased by like a vicious dog from the door. Like, yeah. dog, like the, the owner like opened it up and the dog went running out and chasing him. And he like ended up like running back to the truck and diving through the window. Yeah. <laughs> um, But you remember he actually had like some dog spray, some like dog repellent to like spray at dogs. Oh, he had pepper spray. He would yeah, use, pepper yeah. spray, but it specifically was like for dogs. Yeah. That they like, they would issue him. I guess that was the question. I asked him if he ever used the spray and he said like maybe once or twice. And that was one of the times. But, um, apart from that, you know, I just, you know, related to this, to this character, Gordon, who just had this, this underlying hatred of dogs. <laughs> yeah because you know maybe it wasn't hatred but it was just like look dogs don't like me i don't like them we know the roles of our relationship i'm a mailman we understand mailmen hate dogs you know it's like <laughs> i've chosen my team <laughs> so i think i think it was just like pretty i i liked all that humor of like the dogs chasing him because i was like i could re- i could <laughs> relate to that i don't remember if i told this story i probably did but i do remember one time getting chased by a dog in our neighborhood when we lived at the holland house because yeah. sometimes our, our older brothers would go hang out at their friend's house. That was like a couple blocks down the road from us. And I remember they were down there and I was going to go join them. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't go with them, but mom sent me down there or something to go get them, bring them back to the house for lunch or dinner. I don't know what it was. I just remember like walking down the street and all of a sudden, all of a sudden I look over and I'm passing by this house. I look to the side and there's just this random chihuahua sitting there. 
just and he just we just look at each other for a moment and then like i start to take a step away and it just starts running right after me <laughs> and barking at me and so i was terrified Your chihuahuas are the absolute worst dog and so They're, i started running that's satan's dog it chased me all the way the couple blocks down to our our neighbor's house yeah. and the only reason it stopped was cuz i was running so fast and i couldn't tie my shoes very well that my shoe came off and it started like <laughs> it like got distracted by the shoe and started like chewing up my shoe and ripping it up. Yeah. And I just kept running. I kept running to the house and I was just like, I'm not going back without my older brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, we're going to, I'm going to have to get new shoes. I'm not going back for it. I, I sent like Larry or Justin to go get it. And they got it back in the shoelaces were like, all like nod at and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> my, my scariest dog chasing story was, one time we were, I guess it was, it might've been, it was at the Smith's house. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of Paul. Yeah. Um, I think his older sister, Brianna was babysitting me one day. Okay. It was just me and her hmm. at the time. I'm pretty sure. And I was probably four or five years old. And I don't remember if it was at their old house or their new house, but they had a pool. Did they have a pool at their old house? No. Okay, so they just moved into their new house, um, and they, that's back when they had Domino, their dog. Yeah, that like, was a scary dog. <laughs> yeah, he was hyper. He was like half yeah. Dalmatian. Yeah, that's why. Um, so uh, I'm outside or something, and the dog gets loose, and I start running <laughs> as fast as I could, circling, doing laps around the pool, because. I'm running and she's like, don't run. They'll, she'll, you'll be, she's just playing or he's playing or whatever. And I was just like, what do you mean? They'll run. I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually I'm just like, Ooh, what if I jump in the pool? <laughs> so I jump in the pool thinking that this dog doesn't know how to swim. Cause I didn't know anything about dogs. Dogs <laughs> can swim. And he jumped in right after me. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it was that was a sad day. It was it was it was very scary and traumatic. <laughs> I thought I was so safe jumping into that pool. <laughs> yeah. Having to go over to a friend's house and stuff with dogs was like the only way I like could force myself to get over it was just yeah. you know, I want to hang out with my friends and I'll just have to put up with this dumb dog. Oh. <laughs> whenever whenever I went to Logan's house, they'd have to lock their dog up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was super scared of it. Same thing with like our, all of our family members really are like our, our uncle had a dog and grandparents yeah. had a dog. Lucky. One of those things we'd like, when we were real little, like we wouldn't get out of the car. Like yeah. our, our dad would have to like carry us inside. <laughs> yeah. No, we were like paralyzed when it came to dogs. <laughs> it's rough. No pun intended. <laughs> rough. Even though I was, I was scared of dogs. I still always gravitated to like these like kids movies that had animals in them. Like I like to see spot run. I watched all the air bud movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause they can't hurt you and they're sweet dogs. And most of them talk home homeward bound. Do you remember that movie? Oh yeah. Homeward bound. Of course. Yeah. Um, I would still like enjoy those movies despite being scared of dogs. I always just wished I wasn't scared of them. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I mean, I always like, they in the movies they look so fun yeah but in real life they're so scary but now i know that they're okay 
So if I were to explain this movie fairly accurately, but still like badly at the same time, I would say it's about a mob boss trying to get revenge on a dog for biting off one of his testicles. Dude, what a plot. (laughs) (laughs) Don't quite understand it at all. Like he's so into this revenge thing. Like (laughs) I'm going to kill that mutt because he took my. (laughs) Well, there's a line. There's a line uh, later on in the movie. He's trying to explain to like the henchman that he's going to send out to, to kill him. He's just like, yeah, he's like, hey, hey, Paulie, don't take it so personal. He's like, this is personal. It don't get no more personal than this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like this whole like, so, I mean, it's the setup for the movie, the whole plot. I just feel like that would not be in a kid's movie <laughs> anymore. Nope, not at all. <laughs> it's so That's ridiculous. so dark. But it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It is, it is. My, my, my question is, in order, so at the beginning, there's there's a drug bust for the FBI and yeah I don't know any other any other way to say it maybe you can bleep it out he gets him know. in the crotch he he bites him in the crotch and then the next scene is just him in the hospital and he had a replacement <laughs> with a ball bearing yeah like you don't need a it's not essential <laughs> why did he go through surgery yeah is it gonna like throw him off balance or something like I I think it would. <laughs> It's just it's just to pay off a joke at the end of the movie. Well, at the beginning, he was like, otherwise you'd be going click, clack. Yeah, he's like, luckily we were able to save the other one. Otherwise, we would have had to put in two and then like. Well, at the end of the movie, he's constantly trying to get trying. The whole plot is him trying to kill Spike Spot. At the end of the movie, bites off his other. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. But then the last scene is the part where he's a. Walking in, click clacking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, music man. Hey there, music man. Oh, I love that. That's such a good line. And then he he's like high pitched voice. He's like, "I'm gonna cut you in the yard. We're gonna settle this man to man." So actually, I did uh, that hospital scene with the doctor. I just remember yeah. actually, um, I went to a baseball game with my friend Chad and his yeah. parents. It was a it was a Tampa Bay Rays. Actually, they were probably the double Rays at the time, playing the Yankees. I remember. Yeah. And he had one of those cars with a DVD player, so I was like, "Man, this is cool." So I brought I brought C Spot Run, and we watched, you know, half of it on the way to the game or something. I just yeah. remember that that line coming on where, uh, with the doctor like explaining like, "Oh, luckily we were able to save the other one," you know, and he's got the two ball ball bearings. Yeah. And- <laughs> And he's just, it's just a little urological humor, sir. And like my friend's <laughs> dad, like laughed out loud at that line. <laughs> like he wasn't even watching it. He was just driving to the game, but he was just hearing the visuals, like hearing the sound. It's like, what are they watching back there? <laughs> <laughs> just a little urological, just a little humor. urological humor there. Well, he was, he was a dentist, so he could relate. <laughs> so. I think that was my vocab word of the movie. Urological. Never couldn't have been bothered by it. <laughs> Never even noticed it. Yeah. So, I mean, this is kind of like low key a gangster movie, is it not? I mean, we got like a mob boss. We got some hitman. Godfather Part Four. <laughs> yeah. This... I never saw Godfather Part Three. It's just that we had more time. <laughs> <laughs> this this movie uh, introduced me to the fact that apparently Godfather Part Three 
isn't as good as the first two. <laughs> I'd never seen any of the Godfather movies. I haven't really seen that many of the classic like gangster movies really either. But I mean, I'm I have really seen Godfather now, but I have not. Apparently, the uh, the mob boss in this movie was in Goodfellas, which I haven't seen. But okay. so so he had some like gangster movie cred when they got I mean, him. In he this seems movie. like he would. I feel like he'd only be typecast mm-hmm. as that. Also, uh, I'll, I'll just bring it back to a reference I made last week to the Rocketeer. He also plays like a mob boss in that. Oh, really? <laughs> Which I hadn't seen until recently. So, yeah, I mean, even the beginning, it's like a drug bust. Like there's actual cocaine. Yeah, like I feel like nowadays, like if you have a drug reference in a movie, it gets a PG-13. But yeah, I mean, they they don't really ever. It's very it's very brief and it's very like it's just like a passing thing. They don't even really say that it's drugs. But yeah. obviously, what else are they hiding there? Like, what else would there be a bust on lawn chairs? Oh, it is his lawn chairs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I, I laughed out loud at that. It wasn't that funny before, but yeah, it's just so random. It's just <laughs> there's nothing here but lawn chairs. And then the guy just walks in. There's nothing here but lawn chairs. <laughs> He's holding up lawn chairs. <laughs> it was so funny. Anyway, yeah, it, uh, the dog, Spot, that's not actually his real name. His na- He's actually Agent 11, and he works for the FBI. He's Agent Murdoch's partner for their canine unit. Yes, yes. So Agent 11 is there. He uh, he takes down the mob boss. He gets the, the drug bust. But apparently, Sonny Talia. Sonny Talia. What a good name. What a good villain name. Sonny Talia. There's a lot of good names. Specifically, I like the um the name of the the female FBI agent that like has the crush on uh, Murdoch. Agent uh, Casavetes. Casavetes. It's <laughs> a good name. Casavetes. Pretty sure they were like married or dating. No, they were not. <laughs> the whole, th- I mean, the whole thing is like she's got she's got eyes for him, but like oh. he's in love with his dog. <laughs> Pretty much did not like, catch up. Did not catch that. I just figured they were married. No, like <laughs> it even has that. I guess scene. he explains it. Yeah, okay. They even have that scene where he shows up at her house like late at night. He's like, I can't take it anymore. I can't <laughs> eat. I can't sleep. And she's like, Oh, come on, let it out, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, He's only eaten one, one thing of kibbles and bits today. <laughs> He's always <laughs> been an eater ever since he was a puppy, just like me. Just, just like me. <laughs> Which this is Michael Clark Duncan's best role, of course. <laughs> what else? I I know he was in the Green Mile, and I've never seen that movie. I know he's been in a lot of other things. I know he was even a voice of like a bear and Brother Bear, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, for us, he's Agent Murdoch from Sea Spot Run, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Oh, he's in Two and a Half Men, much like our boy Angus T. Jones. Angus, what a name, man. <laughs> what a really cute kid too oh no he was in um he was in talladega nights okay yeah i did see that and so was uh leslie bibb stephanie she was yeah yeah. and he was in racing stripes (laughs) was he was he he? a lot of our kids movie yeah he was the voice of one of the horses he voiced tug in brother bear (laughs) and he was in georgia the jungle too was he really yeah with with angus t jones (laughs) Yeah, man, they they had their own little union going. Wow, he was in Cats and Dogs. Okay, he was in a good amount of our childhood. Honestly, 
I mean, he's got one of those iconic voices. Oh, yeah. Kind of like Brad Garrett. Such a deep voice, especially at that part yeah. when, like, the agent's going to, like, take the take Agent 11 away to Alaska. He's like, you can't take him away from me. We've always been together. And then, then like, he realizes <laughs> he's been, like, freaking out. And he just, like, clears his throat and is like, <clears throat> that'll be fine. <laughs> you could just tell a man is so muscular. Even his vocal cords are have muscles on them. <laughs> um, rest in peace, Michael Clark Duncan. Have you are, have you looked on IMDb? A recent picture of David Arquette who played Gordon. He looks so old. Does he? I I did see a more recent picture. Um, one thing I I found out was like he was also like a wrestler. <laughs> what like he did a movie in the early 2000s before this one called ready to rumble and it was like okay. him and a him and like his buddy like goes watch wrestlemania or something like that i don't know what it is but um apparently like he was like involved in some like wwe wrestling storylines where they like wrote him in and he's like he's like actually done some like wrestling even recently, okay. like on Wikipedia, <laughs> apparently he announced on June of 2021 that he was retiring from wrestling. What? <laughs> Which I never knew. I never really knew that he had like this like wrestling career. So, okay. I mean, he didn't have much of any other career because I don't. I don't remember him from anything besides this movie. This was basically it. I know he was in the Scream movies. He plays like a like a police officer. I've only seen the okay. first Scream. I'm not really. I don't really watch horror movies. So um, I did watch a movie a few years ago that I knew he was in called uh, Eight Legged Freaks. And it's like it was supposed to be like a newer like B movie where like giant spiders like attack a town. And yeah, it honestly, it it wasn't that great of a movie. Like I was hoping it would be kind of funny because I remembered him from C-Spot Run. But yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was it was a movie you watch on a Saturday afternoon on UPN 44. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, the movie really takes off, though. I mean, it starts out with like the, the drug bust and the stuff with the mob boss, but it cuts and we got George Clinton playing Atomic Dog <laughs> and Gordon, a mailman, just vibing, driving the mail truck, listening to his headphones, yep. driving up. And I always remember it being like this like moment when like he opens the door and the music stops. Yep. And you see the sign Bleecker Street. Dogtown. <laughs> Dude, we have memorized this movie. This is not healthy. <laughs> and I just I remember that intro, the whole st- the whole scenes with with him like trying to outsmart the dog so he can deliver the mail. I just thought it was genius. I always thought that was so funny. Yeah. Come on, boodles. You gotta stop eating like this. I'm telling you, it cost me 20 bucks a week in meatballs. Let's do it again. Go get the meatball. <laughs> also, I remember how ridiculously uh, crazy it looked whenever the dog chases him. It breaks off the chain and he like jumps yeah. in the tree and he just goes flying okay. upwards. How did they make that? Was it reversed or was it like on a rope? I don't understand yeah, that. It was it definitely on my mind. It was definitely on some wires. They okay. just they just like pull him up and then it cuts to him like holding onto the tree. <laughs> <laughs> he was like hanging from the rope. He didn't even jump. It it definitely exceed it. It makes it very cartoony. Especially, like we said, this is the funniest movie of our childhood. 
I mean, especially when we get to it later on, the scene in the pet store. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just the hamster so, dance. So ridiculous. Yeah. This is going to be a long episode. I already know it. Yeah. But after he gets back, he gets back from from the route that day. He meets up with Benny. He's one of his co-workers. You don't even realize till later his roommate as well. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah. Is, which is good because you get more Anthony Anderson throughout the movie. The good old days with fat Anthony Anderson. Yep. Mm hmm. He was so funny, dude, man. Yeah, he's got some of the best lines of this movie. I made it the decision if I ever run into him. He's been in way other things. Um, I know the quote that I'm going to yell at him from afar. If I see him at an airport, I'm just going to be <laughs> like, hey, Anthony, hey, uh, I can pick up a five dollar bill up with my butt. <laughs> I wonder if he'll even know what we're talking about. <laughs> My dream is like if I I, I want to know so many obscure movies for my favorite actors so much. I just want to like shout out random quotes that they probably wouldn't even remember. Yeah. Yeah. From their movies. Just just so it like unlocks a memory for them. That's my dream. Well, it'll <laughs> end up being Reed, friend of, the, friend of the podcast. He's the one that always runs into celebrities yeah, at the airport. Runs... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other the other line that was like hilarious when he like goes to sit down on their couch at their apartment and there's like cheetos <laughs> on there and he starts to brush it off it's like man didn't your mom ever tell you to clean up after yourself and the last time i sat on this couch my butt was orange for a week <laughs> <laughs> man take the dang couch i didn't want it anyways <laughs> which like it's a funny line but that makes no sense what is he like not changing his shorts for like a week <laughs> <laughs> man, my butt was orange for a week <laughs> And Anthony Anderson's bark, mm -hmm. iconic, iconic. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Hey, you can keep that dog, dog. <laughs> you get that out. <laughs> yeah, he scares him with that that stuffed animal, and Gordon takes it back to his apartment, and he like throws it in the garbage, and then all of a sudden, like he gets the idea, like, hmm, this might get me in the door at Stephanie's place. Give this to the kid. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he really is a loser. And the, yeah, I no. love his character development in this movie. No, I definitely don't blame like Stephanie not being into him at the beginning. Of oh, the movie. yeah, no. I love it. He just like invites himself in. Hey, hey, Steph. <laughs> and let's not forget the police officer guy. Oh, yeah. Steph, somebody's mailed you a stuffed doll. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good villain, too. Hey, man. The cover shoot for Slick and Slimy's down the hall. <laughs> we we roast the, the policeman in this scene so much. Oh, too, yeah. He's such a dork. Because of how awkward he is with the kid. Yeah. You see him just like Gordon's talking to Stephanie and and he just like he walks <laughs> over and like he's just looking at the kid. and He just kind of looks around and just like pats him on the head. <laughs> so awkward. It's, like, it's the best. It's like, yo, man, this guy's whack. <laughs> Oh, but so one of the, one of the lines that we quote is whenever he gives the dog to Jake and he like starts to walk away and, and Steph is like, now what do you say? And he turns around and he goes, thank you. <laughs> That's probably our number one. We say that anytime. from this movie. Anytime we say thank you to each other, it's thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm fully aware that the people listening to this aren't going to know anything of what we're saying. And yeah. I'm okay with it because this is our language. 
This, this is we're getting deep <laughs> we're in the weeds. It. This episode on our inside quotes. Oh, so deep cuts. Watch the movie so you can be in on the lingo. For real, for real. Don't make smoochy smoochy. <laughs> <laughs> I just snorted. Okay, so basically, there's two two halves of the plot. There's the bad guys searching for the Italian mafia looking for this one Agent Eleven dog. Agent Eleven is the glue of the story. He blends all the characters together. And the other half is Gordon is a loser who lives on his own. He's single, mailman, scared of dogs. Apparently, he was an orphan, and his parents left him in a mailbox, and that's how he was found. Yeah, that was, like, interesting, like, character backstory to, like, yeah. throw in there. Like, <laughs> So now he's a mailman? I don't, I don't understand. That's weird. Ironic. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so Stephanie... The girl he has a crush on has a kid, four-year-old son named Jake. Yeah. And she has to go out of town for like a day and or a couple couple days. A day or two, yeah. Meanwhile, the babysitter was running late, so they were like, she was freaking out. And then Gordon volunteers to watch him for a couple hours. Then the babysitter ends up having food poisoning, and it turns out Gordon is going to be watching this kid for a week. Meanwhile, she's playing the Home Alone mom. And trying to get home through the whole movie. Yeah. Kind, Which kind of is like so funny. Planes, trains, and automobiles storyline of her like trying to get back and everything going yeah. wrong. <laughs> yeah. You're taking me to my kid now. <laughs> well, Stephanie, you look rough. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he got scared when he saw her at the end. <laughs> so, I mean, all of Gordon's reactions in this movie are like super over the top. Case in of point, course, yeah. the cereal scene when he eats the cereal. Oh, yeah. He just has a violent reaction. But, like, I'm here for it. Like, it never annoys me. It's just like, it's what you have <laughs> to have for this movie. It's just one of those movies. Okay, so <laughs> this is one of those movies that dad would watch with us all yeah. the time. Yeah. This is honestly, I feel like this is a default vault. It might not be because mom didn't like this movie that much. I, I know she didn't like it as much as us, but I know I know dad really loved it. Really this was a bro this movie. This is yeah. a guy's movie for sure. And dad watched it with us anytime he could. But every time we'd make breakfast, dad would just <laughs> give us like our buckwheat pancakes or whatever it was. Usually cereal. His like rabbit food cereal he had. Yeah. And he'd always say, don't forget your prunes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's dad's favorite quote. Because <laughs> he, he, he buy prunes you'd always have we always have a bag of prunes you don't have to be old to eat prunes prunes are actually pretty good honestly honestly we didn't like grow up thinking they were gross (laughs) yeah they were really good it was a treat (laughs) i knew we weren't allowed to have it because we would get constipated if we ate more than one yeah yeah no you got to take it easy on the prunes for sure (laughs) yeah but But he said don't forget your prunes and he dropped two fat prunes yeah in the gross cereal (laughs) oh it's like in the soy milk (laughs) yeah soy milk Ugh, soy milk is so gross because once he had a mouthful of the cereal, yeah, we, I'd be like, I'd answer dad every time he said, don't forget your prunes. And I said, mm, it's good. <laughs> With like half of it falling out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Good, my good old friends, Captain Crunch and Toucan Sam. Fruit Loops. And there's another line from that scene that we quote a lot, at least half of the line. Because he like, he's looking at the health food cereal. And he's like yeah. looking at it and it's got like a little something printed on the box. It's like no sugar added. And they're proud of that. <laughs> and you're proud of that. <laughs> we say that like 
when someone says anything and we're just like critical of it, we're just like, you're proud of that. that? (laughs) Oh, and even before that, another quote we have to say, it's like before they, they have breakfast for dinner, like Gordon takes Jake back to his apartment Oh, and he's just like, we can't have breakfast for dinner. And he's just like, why Why not? not? And Jake goes, it's dinner time. It's dinner time. (laughs) (laughs) Again, another quote that we'll just say, like, it's dinner time. This one scene has influenced our vocabulary. (laughs) I mean, yeah, so many lines of Jake and just his delivery is stuff that we quote all the time. Like, you used to walk into my room when it was dinner time and you'd just be like, (laughs) knock on the door. It's dinner time. (laughs) Even like if we're like trying to figure out what we want to eat for dinner and you like suggest something, even if it's not breakfast, if like, hey, you want to go get Indian food? I'll be like, it's dinner time. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you want that? It's dinner time. (laughs) If it's something I don't want. (laughs) Oh, man. Once again, listener, I'm sorry if you don't understand this, but you really need to watch this. (sighs) Yeah, this is so funny. I'm very scared for this year's staple bracket. <laughs> it's gonna be bad, dude. It's gonna be like a four hour long episode. Let's see, let's see. One hour is just gonna be debating which one's better. Specifically, though, the cereal scene. I mean, oh, whenever yeah. he has the cereal, has all the sugary cereal, and freaks out, destroys <laughs> the kitchen because it's so gross. <laughs> oh, and then yeah, because of the Fruit Loops, he's never had sugar in his life. Yeah. So. I mean, we've mentioned it on previous episodes, but like we never were able to eat like junk cereal. So I think that's why like that scene was so relatable and so funny to us. Yeah. But that's basically how we acted. Not really, but when we go to our uncle's house and we'd eat all the junk food cereal at Uncle Eldon's. Oh, always got peanut butter Cap'n Crunch every time. Hey, mm. Did you notice at, at one point in the movie, there's a few there's a few scenes of them like sitting at the table eating cereal. But yeah. one of them, they've got a Captain Crunch uh, box there. And it was and during the captain's that. captain's missing. Yeah. Do you remember that campaign where it was like a marketing thing? It's like, where's the captain? Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> also, there's a part where um, after he's like basically hung over on sugar, sleeping on the couch, <laughs> and he like takes a sip from that big two liter bottle of Pepsi, just seeing that like old Pepsi logo <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. He's burps. <laughs> Gordon comes back to him. <laughs> Yes. See, that's another one. That's another line, though. After he burps, he's like, I feel better. <laughs> I feel better. And then he's like, here, a little bite of the dog that bit you. A little hair of the dog. A little hair you. of the dog that bit you. Which was an apt apt expression to use, but I also thought it was a clever clever line just because it's like a dog movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So far, we're up to like 117 quotes that we've, yeah, that we've yeah. used. <laughs> so... I was thinking about this. We we talked about there's like a couple different storylines going on and none of them are boring to me. Like, no, I think all of the the various storylines, it's all funny. Like they're just consistently, yeah. consistently funny. The jokes keep coming. The different storylines. It's such a weird, odd story. Yet it comes together really well, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I just don't know why, but this movie works so well for me. <laughs> You want to you want to bash on it for being an early two thousands movie, but the writing is not that bad. It's, it's for a kids movie. It's it's smart. It's smart funny. It's not just it's not just poop jokes. They're clever poop jokes. Uh, 
so I like all the scenes with like the hitmen. Yeah. And uh, yeah, even something I just said a second ago when they're like trying to figure out how to how to capture the dog. And one of them responds like, that's smart. That's smart, Polly. <laughs> I say that all the time. We either that's say smart, I either say that or we say from holes. Smart thinking, yeah. caveman. Smart thinking, caveman. Smart thinking. <laughs> but if I say it with like that, like Jersey mob accent, I'm referencing C Spot Run. I'm like, okay, that's smart. That's smart, Polly. <laughs> so they do this whole thing to like, they find out that there's hitmen after Agent Eleven. So they're like, we got to put him in the witness protection program <laughs> in so, Alaska. In Alaska, and they have like several decoy vans so that like they don't know which one has the real dog in it. <laughs> there's an agent on the inside agent sharp and she's working for sunny talia so she switches the tag so that spot doesn't get sent to alaska they send some other dog some like chihuahua looking dog <laughs> and uh in the in the process of them getting in the other van spot escapes while the hitmen are trying to trying to get him. yeah and basically runs away and at this point Gordon has already figured out that like, oh, Stephanie's not going to be back for a while. So I guess I'm going to have to take Jake to work with me. So they run into the dog like while he's on his route. Yeah, we're going to go deliver the mail. (laughs) While he's delivering mail, Spot like runs and hides in the car with Jake. And and so the dog ends up scaring him while he's driving and he runs off the road. That's what happens. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And (laughs) Stephanie calls. And there's just a shot of him like talking to her. It's like, oh, you don't think I'm responsible for your information. I'm a very responsible guy. And it just cuts to like this wide shot of him like with the wrecked car. He's like yelling at the phone. Going off. Water spraying, spraying everywhere. It's just, it's a good shot. It's a good, it's I'm a good very scene. responsible. You're irresponsible. Waste of time. You only want one thing. One thing. <laughs> oh, and you're some kind of hound. A lot of it's kind of hard to describe. You just kind of watch it. Yeah, there's there certain scenes that are are just more like slapstick, and you just have to watch the physical comedy versus like, especially in the in the the hamster dance scene in the pet store. The pet store, yeah, that's a lot like of the physics of like the bubble wrap and <laughs> being filled with helium and <laughs> yeah, his voice going. They cause paralysis. <laughs> <laughs> the the scene. The scene where he gets locked out of the apartment oh, is almost funniest. is a little bit more believable. The yeah. the pet store scene is a little bit over the top, yet hilarious still, especially for a kid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he bites him in the butt of like five, probably like twenty inches thick of bubble wrap, and it still hurts him. <laughs> and he goes flying, and he's bouncing. It, that is such star child. Is that really your name? Are you serious? Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> that pet store. That pet store had some exotic animals. There's hamsters, obviously. That's normal in a pet store. But like, there was a whole parrot. Parrots. Re- there's rarely any parrots that talk. I laugh out loud every time I see that gangster. Like, take that parrot off of his head and throw it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. So funny. There's a parrot. There's sea urchins. And there's piranhas. Yeah, the piranhas. I was just like, okay, there's no way that that is at a pet the store. piranhas, that, w- that was funny, though. And he, hey, hold up. This scene says piranhas. She just dips the net and it just starts 
bubbling, like shreds rolling it. boiling water. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a weed whack. Yeah, I just I we we got to talk about the scene where he gets locked out by Spot. Yes, we do. He like, takes him to go out to the bathroom. The funniest scene. It's just a masterclass in comedy. <laughs> yeah. It's a ma- no 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 no. It's a masterclass of poop jokes. Yeah, yeah. But like it works. The scene works without dialogue. Yeah. That's how it's a, you know, it's a good physical comedy scene like that's how you know it'll work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't even need any of the dialogue. Just have like the Mr. Sandman song playing in the background. Shut up down there. <laughs> yeah, he takes Spot out to go to the bathroom. Nature calls. He's like, that's nasty. I, I'm not picking I'm that up. <laughs> Another dad quote. Yeah. I'm not picking that up. <laughs> and by the end of the scene, he's he's got on a, an undershirt, boxers, some sandals, in a bathrobe. By the end of the scene, he's covered in caca with just a... I'm covered in caca! With just like an undershirt on. <laughs> A big undershirt that is soaked in. Yeah. And he's soaked. I mean, he's just covered. He steps in it with one. Then he, then he steps in the other one. He takes off the sandal. He steps in it. Ah, then he gets it on his hand ah, when he picks up the st- ah, <laughs> Just build. It just builds on top of each other. It, it works it is so, so good. funny. And ends up with, he's like climbing the pole. He gets locked out. Spot like leaves him out there. He gets locked out. And so he tries to climb the pole. To get to get Jake to open the door for him, and then the pole, Let me in the, house! the pole breaks off. He falls out. He falls off the pole back into the takes pile his of underwear. Underwear gets caught on the gutter. Yeah. Meanwhile, his 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 underwear falls off. The sprinkler system <laughs> starts going, and the cops show up. You think I do this to myself? I mean, <laughs> it's the funniest scene. It holds up. Even as a kid, from a kid, you're gonna love it. As an adult, it still works. I can see so the pet funny. store scene being a little much, but this, but the, yeah, the yeah, other yeah. scene is it just it's comedy gold. Now this movie really disappointed me. I, I guess I understood that it was gonna have bad ratings, but it has a 23 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, and it doesn't deserve the hate. But the other the other rewindable scene that you hinted at earlier was. When Steph is is hitchhiking, she thinks like the the person that picks her up is like gonna let her in the in the truck, but she like takes her all the way back to the trailer that she's hauling. <laughs> it's like, oh, you'll be yeah. you're gonna be real comfortable back there. Oh, it's real nice. Don't worry. Don't don't make any sudden moves. So she's like, okay. I feel like that's Star Child's cousin or sister. <laughs> same vibe. Same vibe for sure. I could, I could see that. I could see that. But it's dark in the trailer. She can't see. It's so much shorter than I thought it would be. What a movie. it is a five second scene. Oh That's yeah, all yeah. It is. yeah, yeah. When I rewatched the scene, I I thought like she gets in and then it cuts away, and then it comes back yeah. to it later. <laughs> but it's just no, it stays with her for a little while, and she yeah. so she sits in the back of the trailer and it's dark. She, she she's lost her phone <laughs> at this point, and she like I guess she has some matches in her purse and she <laughs> she lights a match and she's like face to face with a zebra butt. <laughs> oh hey, Mister Zebra. <laughs> then the funniest thing and you just see this the tail just rise up i i didn't realize they had muscles like that in their tails <laughs> but when zebras are ready to fart their tail lifts right up apparently it lifts up 
and it just cuts to outside, outside of the, the trailer, <laughs> and you hear a fart noise. and The loudest echoing fart noise. And the most ridiculous Full. explosion of fire <laughs> comes out like the back of it. Like she easily would have died. She would have burned did. alive. Yeah, she's, she's dead for sure. Methane explosion. <laughs> but instead, <laughs> later on, you just see like she's just got like like a smoke ash on her face and like her hair is like <laughs> stuck backwards <laughs> yeah <laughs> from the explosion so i think the reason it was so funny is because of the shock value you, nobody yeah. re- you never you did not expect that to happen yeah you didn't expect him to fart at all honestly i mean we should have but we should you don't expect the explosion <laughs> but the explosion and the loud fart oh my goodness yeah and we're just talking about a fart this whole time but that was essential part of my childhood it's rewinding it's, this scene I, I couldn't not rewind it every time we watched it <laughs> i even did it this time <laughs> i specifically what remember watching this driving up to Mima's house and the it's imprinted like this is so stupid why do i know like pay attention to any of these thoughts but i specifically it was at nighttime i remember i i have the scene imprinted in my mind of the, the screen pointing a different way. So like in the movie, the trailer and the explosion comes from the right side of the screen. But I was watching it from the reflection in the window of our car. <laughs> so I always had it imprinted in my mind that it came from the left side. Oh, I don't know why I brought that up, but uh-huh. that's my mind. <laughs> that's how important this movie is. <laughs> And once again, you have to see it. This is a very visual, physical comedy movie. Yeah. So, like, we're not doing it any favors by talking about how funny it is. You just need to see it for yourself. And don't be grossed out by the poop jokes, because it's funny. A lot of the comedy hasn't aged well, but that's okay. That's okay. One scene, another scene that we quote quite a bit, it's, uh, yeah, probably around this same kind of mid or later later point of the movie. You really start to see Gordon and and Jake kind of starting to bond. Yeah. And uh, there's a scene where they're like uh, in the bathroom getting ready, like combing their hair in the morning, brushing their teeth yeah. and stuff. And uh, Jake asks Gordon, like, what, what was your daddy like? And he just responds back. My daddy, my daddy. And like, <laughs> it was just like this sudden, like this random part where he sounds like he has a Southern accent. <laughs> <laughs> my daddy, like my daddy. <laughs> It's like he doesn't talk like that really the rest of the movie. But so that always like stuck out to me. So we we always just say that randomly. I don't I don't even know <laughs> what context. We just we're just like my daddy. And there's even there's even another big quote from that scene. But um I did look up where David Arquette was from. And he's from Virginia. So I was like, okay, he, maybe okay, maybe his southern sense. accent was maybe he had a little bit of a southern accent that he had he was uh, reverting back to. I don't know. Yeah, then there's then later on in the scene, he's like, "Well, I didn't have a mommy or a daddy," and he says, "Like, oh, if I did, if I did have mommy, she she would have made my me comb my hair like this." He just like combs it straight down, like <laughs> make me look foolish, made me look foolish. <laughs> we just that's a more recent quote that we that we say we, all the time. We've really started picking up on that one, yeah, recently, and it's just like we talk about doing anything, and like oh, I don't <laughs> want to do that, make me look foolish. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time we watched this? Because well, I know that this is a constant like rotation movie. Actually, we we watched it 
we didn't finish it, but we watched most of it at a family get together within the last year. Uh, cause we wanted to show it to our, our nephew Lawrence cause he hadn't seen it. Okay. You, were you there for that? I don't even know. You might, maybe you weren't there for so. that. So uh, I guess you weren't there, but, um, yeah, he was over, we were all at, at, uh, our parents' house and, and we, uh, I don't, I don't remember what brought it up. We were just asked him if he, maybe we were quoting it and we asked him if he had seen it and he hadn't. And so we showed it to him. I, he's probably eight or nine at the time. And, uh, <laughs> he was, he thought it was so funny. He didn't get to finish target, it. Target market. But, cause we, he had to go home, but, um, yeah, maybe, maybe if he, he, I know he listens to the podcast sometimes, so we'll see if, uh, this episode makes him go back and want to finish it. <laughs> this is not a snail. <laughs> My face is frozen like this. <laughs> oh, hi, Tigger. It's Tiger. <laughs> Let's just go. <laughs> I wrote down that one too. Basically, the rest of this podcast is just going to be us quoting the quotes like it has been. Yep. He doesn't like that. <laughs> but you can't take him. But you can't take him. Yeah, he's just like, he is a property of the U.S. government. But you, but can't, you can't take, take him. him. <laughs> this mailman's going to lose his job. <laughs> Kids throwing mail, people's yeah, yeah. actual mail in the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, okay, so at the end of the movie, when he has to choose between FBI and the his family, now I kind of felt for Murdoch this whole time, this time through. I was like, yeah, he doesn't need to be in the FBI. That's bad for him. For that's bad for Spot's mental health. <laughs> yeah, but also like. The the mob the mobsters aren't the only ones searching for Agent Eleven. There, I mean, he's he's looking for him because he loves him and he wants him to come back and be his partner. And he actually he actually misses this dog and he's going through withdrawals. And I'm like, wow! Oh, you go through all that just to lose him? <laughs> like that's it hit him worse. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. Jake ran away. <laughs> Maybe it's time for him to grow up and ask Cassavetes out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. But it's just kind of sad. Well, see, it's the same. That same thing happens at the end of Air Bud, the first one. Yeah, but that was kind of they play that up as like he has like an abusive owner, the clown guy. Or yeah. Whatever. Oh yeah. And so, yeah, like he was put through like a lot as a. He's never had been able to have any fun and stuff, but like he's actually got like a partner that cares about him and they've had some good times, but it's like, he's ready to have a family and stuff. So I guess he knows that it's time to let, let spot go, but you do feel for Murdoch. And it's like, you know, it's going to hit him pretty hard. It did. It's oh yeah. The minute he decided you could just feel the pain of rejection. I mean, even spot knew he, he, he walks back over to him after he chooses. Yep. Gordon, licks his face, which we're not fans of. <laughs> nope. 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 So I, I, I have coined a term as of recent. Um, so I, to this day, like, I'm okay with dogs. I like dogs. I, so I don't love dogs, but I like them. I don't have any need to own a dog, but I don't care if I do or not. Very indifferent. Um, I like dogs. Dogs so, are cool. I've got two. <laughs> I don't. You hate <laughs> dogs. Um, but as of recent, in the past year or so, all of my friends have been getting dogs. Hmm. 
And I've spent a lot of time with dogs this year. And I realized I only like the dogs that don't shed. And I don't like greasy dogs. <laughs> I, I've coined the term greasy dog. Greasy dog. A dog that stinks and a dog that sheds. I don't mm-hmm. like it. And they feel greasy after you pet them. Spot looks no. like a greasy dog. He is a greasy dog. I would not pet Spot. I would not let him lick me. I love Spot from afar. So the main story that I care about is FBI versus Jake and Gordon. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about the, the mobsters. They're not doing anything. But at the end of the movie, they finally get a hold of the FBI agent. And it seems like they have the upper hand. Meanwhile, Spot returns. and absolutely destroys Sonny Talia. Opera <laughs> sings out the window, bites his last remaining <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the brings end. it back to them. Yeah, Don't forget so that detail. Brings it back to them and they like, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> Gordon's like, what do you got there? He holds out his hands and obviously uh, that doesn't show anything but it's just like, yeah. ooh. <laughs> uh. I, I did want to mention something about the mom story real quick. Okay. I just want to say I had a big crush on Stephanie. She was cool. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I'd say so too. Like me as an eight year old boy was willing to take Jake under my arm. and be oh. my son. Oh, he can be my, <laughs> my son. <laughs> I've always related to Gordon and I've always wanted to be friends. I've always wanted to be friends with Jake, but I've always related to Gordon because he was the one scared of dogs. Yeah, true. And, and friends with Anthony Anderson. Don't forget that. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. oh, 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 we almost forgot a critical scene. Oh, okay. Okay. The breakdancing scene. Oh! <laughs> Your best friend Harry has a brother Larry. In five days from now, he's gonna marry. He's hoping you can make it there if you can, because in the ceremony, you'll be the best man. Weezy! When I call it George Jefferson. Call Weezy! Call Weezy! Make a phone home! Phone home! Phone home! Phone home! First of all, I remember that song from, from C Spot Run and then also in Max Keeble's Big Move. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> that, uh, but that scene, so I remember that like being an awesome song. And the breakdancing scene was really funny. And I remember. <laughs> Who are those guys they were breakdancing against? It's just against? like random people that like hang outside of the mail, the post office. And I guess after they For get some done with reason, their route. It just reminded me of the band Hoobastank. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I just feel like that's the band Hoobastank in my heart. And they're breakdancing. <laughs> And the reason is you. But I used to like try and figure out, like, is David Arquette actually breakdancing? Like, I, I, like, don't, I don't know. know. It kind of looks like him, but it's obviously a stunt double. <laughs> Dude, the stunt double for whenever uh, Sonny Talia gets bit in the arm. Uh huh. At the end, it's so bad. It's just some skinny dude oh, in a wig. <laughs> I'll send you a video. And then but then the scene ends with like Anthony Anderson comes in. He's like, okay, I'm gonna do it. And he tries to do like a like a backflip or a front flip or something and just lands on his back. And <laughs> everyone's like, ooh. Solid. And then the, the classic Jake laugh, this giggle. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's like, 
One thing I did want to mention, uh, yeah, with, with Steph's scenes. So after, after like the whole scenes of her like at the airport calling him, it's basically like three phone calls that she has. Like she just has like three short scenes, basically. Yeah. She yeah. calls from like, from like the, uh, She's on the side of the road in the bus, and the bus is like stuck in the mud. Bus and then falls off a cliff. And just falls off what a cliff. What in the world? And then there's the scene with the zebra, right? And then there's yes. the scene where like he calls from she calls from the payphone. She like blows up at him, and then she like stops the stops the the biker guy. And it's like you're gonna yeah. take me to my son now. That was like that was the same vibe as you just lost your membership at Video Spot. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like. I remembered, okay, there's three scenes. There's like three phone call scenes that are funny. And I feel like this was the first time I was aware, maybe not of like, just in my own head of like the rule of three of comedy, right? Like, and each one should build on each other. And yeah. so even as like a, like a young, I don't know how old I was when I first saw Except this. for the poop, the, the dog walking scene. Cause that, that had more, more than three. Yeah. Yeah. That just builds on top of each other. But so I always thought like I always thought that the the zebra scene should have been the third one to like <laughs> be the punchline on all three. Like I thought that had the yeah. biggest laugh, but instead it's the second one. And so later on, it's like not the same. Like she has yeah. the scene like it's still funny when she like yells at the biker. But I'm like, <laughs> it should have been. I just felt like the, the explosion should have been like the finale of those three three scenes. But <laughs> it also like it makes more sense to where. She's like, you're going to get me home now because they had that yeah. fight on the phone and stuff. So it yeah, makes yeah. sense for the plot. But I just always thought like as a kid, I was like, oh, they should have switched those two scenes. And then the explosion would have been the funniest one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, they all end up back at the apartment with the uh, the mob bosses there. And it's a showdown between Spot and the, the, the mob, the mafia guys, even the FBI guy, because because uh, Murdoch is like all tied up duct taped and stuff yeah which okay first of all have you seen the muscles on that guy yeah he would have ripped that there's no way the only reason he got duct taped is because he had a gun to his head <laughs> so the end of the movie is steph gets mad at gordon because he did not take care of her son the way <laughs> she wanted it to so completely mad he loses it all he all he has a spot now and then he's depressed so he goes to the park well, there's there's one part before he goes to the park, whenever she does pick up Jake, which is which is really funny to me. Um, it's a good it's a good like comedic moment from yeah. from uh, Stephanie when when she comes in and and she looks crazy, you know, <laughs> and, yeah. and uh, Gordon has that crazy reaction where he like grabs so the much cereal so that box. He gets actually scared of her out of her. But she's like, you need to stay away from my son. And then she like grabs the charts that she gave him at the beginning of the movie <laughs> and she like slaps him in the face with them. <laughs> I always yeah. thought that was really funny. And, and Gordon's like, those came in very handy actually. Like, no, they didn't. <laughs> He's sitting there eating. If you get within 50 feet of my son, Steph, we live 25 feet away. <laughs> <laughs> but she, she finds out the truth about how actually she, how Gordon actually ended up, you know, Saving his life and becoming good friends with him, and how Jake was like, I want him to be my daddy. And they run into her at the park, and it's a happy ending. And you know, it's a happy ending when Stevie Wonder songs are playing. Of course. Well, okay, so 
they she said so i've given it some thought and i i was wondering maybe i didn't really give you or maybe maybe she's willing to give it another another shot but i don't remember her giving it a shot anyways in the first place yeah what do you think she she says like i may have misjudged you or something like that and obviously you can tell even from the beginning of the movie it's been this ongoing thing where he's like yeah constantly like asking her out and her saying no so that that's all that there is really i don't think it's like they ever dated and well they lived happily ever after because last time i saw them they were all one big happy family walking away into the park yep with stevie wonder playing they uh they never paid for that hot dog or whatever that vendor at the park they did not i love how like overly like dramatic the hot dog cart guy was (laughs) he's waving his arms what (laughs) what a happy ending too like spot got a family Gordon got a family. He never Jake had got a, family. a family. Jake never had a dad. And he never had a dog. I mean, this movie is just all about family, so I'm surprised Finn Diesel wasn't in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've said it a hundred times, but this movie is a staple. We constantly speak in C-Spot Run movie quotes, so yes. if you're going to keep listening to the podcast, it's, it's just critical watching. You've got to see this movie if you're going to understand what we're saying. If you're a fan of this podcast, you need to be you need to sit through this 90 minutes of cinema. So, Jonathan, I have one question. Should we consider this a default vault movie? I was wondering about that. How, what are our... I, I don't know if our rules count if mom has to like the movie, too. Yeah. I, or not. I think, I think that's the, our only thing. For the purposes of the podcast, I think we should broaden the range a little bit. I mean, if it's one of our top favorites... I think yeah. I think it needs to go in. So I'm voting for C Spot Run to be inducted into the default vault. Well, let me open it real quick. Okay. All right. It's pretty it's still pretty dusty in here. There's a there's only Sandlot and National Treasure. That's all I see so far. But it'll be everything else will add to it. We'll be fine. Once again, this is comedically large for what it is. Yeah. Hello. 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 <laughs> we really should have thought of that. Yeah. Anyways, time to lock this puppy up. All right. Well, I guess we should wrap this movie up. Um, I don't want to stop talking about this movie just because it's so good, but I feel like our listeners are exhausted from us just randomly quoting yeah. this movie. <laughs> yeah, let's wrap it up so we can go watch it again. I know, yeah. <laughs> All right. Default Vault inducted. Stapliest of staples. It's going to be a major contender in our staple bracket 2021. So stay tuned for that. So... Next week, Jonathan, it'll be your turn. Yep. What movie do you think you're going to pick? Well, let's just say next week we're going to have a whale of a time. (laughs) Okay. So here's a clip for what we're going to be covering next week on Inside Quotes. You're that graffiti kid, aren't you? I guess. You really messed up our observation area. Sorry. You like whales? I like him. 
Well, he doesn't like anybody, so you be careful around him. See, Willie's a case. A very special case. So, who isn't? So our show art was done by Bryce Bridgman. And if you want to find him on Instagram, you can at Groovy Bridge. If you need any artwork done by him, he's very talented. Hit him up. And if you want to find us on Instagram, you can find us at Inside Quotes Cast. Give us a follow. If you have any suggestions for any future movies you want us to cover in any future episodes, send us a DM, comment, whatever. Let us know. And we did just open up a merch store this week, so... If you want to check out that, get yourself some cool t-shirts, cool hoodies, long sleeves. We've got a crew neck, and we'll also, we also have stickers, and usually it's on sale. So go ahead and check that out. If you want to support the show in any way, that'd be cool. I just want to see people wearing our shirts. That's the goal. That's the goal. I just want to be in the middle of Target and see someone wearing an Inside Quotes t-shirt. I mean, yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> and not be me looking in a mirror. <laughs> yeah so yeah we've got some cool designs that Bryce made for us and um, yeah go ahead and check it out and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts please be sure to leave us a review five stars and we'll pick a five dollar bill up with our butt yeah, I'm cool thanks for listening everybody we hope you enjoyed listening to us revisit our childhood just as much as we have and if you did make sure you hit subscribe or follow on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so that you don't miss out on a future episode until then we'll see you next time on Inside Quotes so long and thanks for all the fish let's just go you can't forget your prunes Take